What's going on, my friends, my entrepreneurial friends, my aspiring entrepreneurs, my folks who are looking to make a massive impact on the world? Welcome to today's Seven Figures Club podcast. I'm your host, Leo Cannell, excited to join you today. And today, my friends, we're going to talk about a fascinating topic. It is the power of removing self-sabotage from your life. That's right, I said it, self-sabotage. We all are guilty of it at certain aspects and points of our lives. So we're gonna talk about the different types of self-sabotage, how to identify them, because if we can't identify them, we certainly can't remove them from our lives. We're gonna talk about avoiding self-inflicting mistakes, which lead leads to exponential growth when you can avoid those. And we're going to focus as little as possible on believing that we've accomplished anything great if we keep our head down and keep plugging away, getting better, taking massive action every day. That's where the good stuff comes. So let's get started. There are over 32 million businesses in the U.S. and over 90% of them will never break seven figures in annual sales. So how do we as entrepreneurs or aspiring entrepreneurs break into that seven figures club? This podcast will relentlessly share the secrets, strategies, and tactics I've used to create three multi-seven figures businesses and bring in even more successful entrepreneurs than me to share their inspirational stories and tactics to success. You can create your dream business in life right now. So buckle up and let's go. All right. Hope you guys are doing amazing, awesome that you're Finishing this first quarter of 2021 strong, that the targets that you set for yourself in 2021, that you are making progress towards them, that you're still, you know, focusing in on them and that you're reaching up, that you're connecting with mentors and people who have accomplished what you want to. And sometimes that's not even physically, you know, being in their presence. Sometimes it's just you know, listening to them on podcasts or investing in their courses or attending their virtual events. And oftentimes it's definitely reading those amazing books. And hopefully you're dominating the beginning of the week. You're dominating your mornings and making stuff happen around here. We are busy putting together a lot of things. We're in uh, growth mode, hiring additional funding advisors as uh, more and more business owners need financing and funding to make 2021 their breakthrough year. So so we're busy doing that. We are busy preparing for our seven-day funding CEO challenge starting on April 8th and incredibly excited about the opportunity to kind of build a really close-knit community and family of those who really want to provide an epic life for their families and that's who we're targeting. We're targeting, hey, if you've got you know, children, if you're a dad and mom and, and you wanna provide a better epic life for your family, then like those are the things that you're gonna wanna focus on is you know, how do you get there? What's the bridge? What's the vehicle? And we believe that the business funding space is truly recession proof. And in the niche we focus on, which is startups, there is extraordinary opportunity to provide startup funding options that most places just absolutely ignore. So that's what we're excited about. And hopefully, you know, maybe I'll earn a, a day off or, or be able to take some time off, take my take my family to Disney World in, in a month or two, you know, after we get through this uh, first challenge. And we just launched a, a new, uh, new company that helps uh, clients with credit so that they can prepare their credit to you know, be in the spot where they can get approved for funding, they can get approved for buying a house, 
car, whatever it might be, and put themselves in a better financial position. So that, my friends, is what's going on with us. Uh, by the way, I'm still doing 75 hard. I think it's day 20. What is today? Today's the 25th of March. I started March 1st. So today's day 25. I am one-third of the way done, 33% of the way done. I've got uh, half of my family, my wife, and and uh, some of our younger kids and our oldest are kind of doing a, a watered-down version of 75 hard, which is way better than doing nothing, and they're doing great uh, at pushing forward on that. And two of my kids, Marcus and Kayla, are you know doing the 75 hard with me. And uh, it's funny because Kayla's going to... She's going uh, to a dance uh, competition over the next few days. Uh, her friend and, and her friend's parents are, are taking them. And she's t- saying, Dad, well, how am I going to do my outside workout? And what if nobody will do it with me? And I'm telling her, yeah, these are the challenges. So you've got to be able to persuade and convince people to join you. And if you can get one of them to join you each day, then you got a good shot at sticking you know, to the 75 hard challenge and succeeding. I'm super impressed uh, with the way both of them have pushed through and it's it's been fun. It's kind of, it's definitely brought our family closer together as we've kind of all gotten healthier. We're making better decisions with uh, the way we eat and we're doing, uh, you know, outdoor activities to get our outdoor workout in every day. So it's uh, it's really been fun and boy, baffling that, you know, we're almost in April here in Utah and I'm looking outside, and it's going to be 35 degrees today with snow. So, you know, hopefully uh, we get some more snow, fills up the lake, so we can have some good wakeboarding in the summer because that's what we love to do. Today's topic, removing the self-sabotage from your life. And the interesting thing that I've seen in my career as an entrepreneur, especially over the last, you know, five, six, seven years of, of hiring and training dozens easily over a hundred employees and and uh, working with uh, different business partners or strategic business partners is oftentimes your own worst enemy it ends up being yourself and it's very sad that that is the truth but like that's what i've seen to be the case like 80 90 percent of the time the issues that people you know face in their life a lot of the time they cause those issues they're the the source of the negative stuff that comes their way and it's just you know super baffling to see that happen because and unfortunately i've been guilty of it myself and uh you know as i i I don't know how often i talk about this but i'm sure i've mentioned it a few times on the podcast but when i went through you know my own super struggles during the 0809 recession and a multi seven figure business I had built and real estate investments came crashing down. I was still, it was still my own fault, right? I, I hadn't, I hadn't reached out to enough mentors. I hadn't read enough books. I, I thought that everything I touched would turn into gold. And so it was those poor decisions where I really created a lot of the self sabotage in my life. And then I hadn't gone through personal development. I hadn't developed values and principles that I was going to live by, that I was going to have my teams and and employees live by. And because I hadn't developed those, it was easy to see the mistakes that I made that were avoidable mistakes. And I took way too long to rebound. And again, a lot of that was because 
And this is what's so baffling is the, you know, the average CEO in this country reads 65 books a year, and they're not uh, Fifty Shades of Grey books. These are nonfiction, personal development, entrepreneurial books from great people who are experts in certain subjects. And Yet the average employee reads one or two books, and even though I was a quote-unquote entrepreneur, I was living an employee mindset. I didn't read the 65 books. I thought I'd learned everything I needed to in, in finance and business uh, you know, at the, at the University of Utah, and so super unfortunate that uh, that's the case, and so many people you know, make that mistake of thinking that they've arrived, that they've accomplished something, when in reality they, they just haven't and and yet that is what we're all guilty of and so what happens is you've got to identify the different types of self-sabotage there's the self-sabotage where you absolutely lie to yourself and you tell yourself you're putting in the work why aren't you seeing the results or you tell yourself you're 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 following that workout plan and, and yet you're giving a half-assed effort you know, for your workout, you're still reaching for the, the candy and, and eating that movie theater popcorn, and you're really not going all in. You're not relentlessly pursuing the goals and things that you say you want to do, and at the end of the day, you're not doing what you say you're going to do. And this, again, comes back to values and principles. One of our values on our wall here in this office is do what you say you're going to do. And it's been, it's number one that uh, Ty and I have set for our team that we're going to do this year. We're going to absolutely do what we say we're going to do. We're going to follow through on commitments. If we're late for a call, we're going to call, text, email, and, and let the client know we're super apologetic and it's unacceptable and we, we really would love to reschedule. I mean, we're going to do everything possible to do what we say we're going to do, and, and that's important. And what happens in life and in business, in entrepreneurship, is we're so good at just not telling ourselves the truth at not looking at reality and then we blame everybody else for our lack of success and i've seen this happen so many times and then i'll see people you know make, make really bad decisions for example for example a couple of strategic partners that i had uh, and they were two former employees of mine you know really good guys with great intentions who love to serve the client and, and yet they were working together and it seemed like things were going well. And at some point, you know, I had to, I had to go ahead and, uh, you know, we had to go in a different direction, our company, and, and we couldn't work with them anymore, but we certainly wished them well and told them how much we appreciated, loved and, you know, respected everything that uh, they had been as we'd worked together. And three months later, their partnership was over. And, you know, I think a couple things happened. One of them, really wasn't putting in the work as much as the other and then the other just straight up started creating you know dishonest you know absolutely you know basically lying to his partner and acting like you know one thing was happening and there was this legal issue and that you know he was going to have to leave the business and it just wasn't true and he just wanted the business for himself and it's just so sad and then now neither one of them have that company or they're not even in the industry anymore and and as i look around and i see what they did like they self-sabotage themselves i've got former employees who you know were really good for a while and then all of a sudden they start getting incredibly entitled and they think that they deserve 
you know, all these things, things that they haven't earned. And then they start thinking, well, I'm too good to answer the phone and talk to clients or, you know, I, my, I'm too valuable. I, I shouldn't have to respond to these emails. And they start, you know, filling this self-entitlement thing, thinking that they've arrived when they haven't and thinking that the world and our business and our clients and everybody owes them something. They don't like that's not how this works. You give more value and you'll get more in return, but you have to give more first. And when you start to think that you've arrived and that you just deserve these things, that's usually the beginning of the end and the downfall. And I've seen, you know, some of these great people, amazing employees that would work hard for 12, 18 months, and then they start giving into that. You know, they go somewhere else, their personal life falls apart. All of the uh, integrity that they talked about, that they were so good at talking about and making a big deal of, they absolutely violate everything that they said that they stood for. And again, it's not me out here judging, it's me understanding and having gone through it myself and pointing out that we are oftentimes our worst enemy and you've got to be able to identify these self-sabotaging issues that you have. And so if you can learn to avoid these self-inflicted mistakes, you're going to have exponential growth. And, you know, it, it, it means operating in black and white areas and avoiding those gray areas in terms of some of the legalities of your business and making sure you're operating on the up and up as much as possible. It is, again, sticking to your values and principles and then showing your team that. Like, there is nothing worse. And I think about this all the time as a parent, as a father of five kids. Like, my kids know when I preach to them about something, you, the, you, they can be damn sure that I'm practicing every aspect of it and if there are things that i struggle with they're not going to hear me preach about them because i know i struggle with them for example i'm not going to tell them you know make a big deal out of you know saying a curse word once in a while because i do that right i'm not going to preach uh that when i don't practice it but Am I going to talk to them about doing what uh, I say I'm going to do? Absolutely. Am I going to talk to them about focusing on solutions? You better believe it. I'm going to tell them that they need to be unreasonably optimistic and avoid complaining, criticizing, and condemning people and focusing on those solutions and lifting others up. Absolutely, I'm going to because those are things that I do that I practice every single day. And if I'm guilty of not practicing it, you know, I want to correct and I want to admit to that mistake. That's another thing that most managers and business owners don't do. They don't admit to the mistakes. You've got to be able to admit to them, move forward and be real with people. And everybody can understand that what they don't like is when you are acting like you're on another level and you don't admit those mistakes. So, and for me, I'd say one of the biggest forms of self-sabotage that has, that I've gotten much better at avoiding is this thought process of thinking that I've accomplished something great when I know there's so much more that, that needs to be done that I've actually just accomplished a very small part of what my real potential is. And throughout my life, like that's been an Achilles heel. And it certainly was in the 20s when I was uh, 26, 25 years old, and I had a multi-seven-figure business, 15, 20 employees, millions of dollars in real estate investments, and literally believing that I was untouchable, that I was impeccable, that I had arrived, that I had actually accomplished something when I hadn't. It was built on a house of cards. I hadn't developed the values and principles. I hadn't 
you know, reached up and become an expert like I should have been in my field. I hadn't done the research and enough, uh, you know, mentoring and learning on proper investment and uh, cash flow and, you know, assessing risk the right way and leading and holding employees accountable and avoiding gray areas like so many mistakes that were made because I had this uh, this hubris. And actress Kathy Bates uh, was on a podcast uh, like a couple years ago, I think, and she was really good at this too. She was identifying this hubris. And hubris, you know, if you remember back to maybe your, your English classes, is this word that defines this arrogance, this overconfidence that is not justified, that is oftentimes the very thing that will take you down and lead to your downfall. And that's exactly, you know, what happens when you lose focus, when you're not improving yourself every day, when you're not on that journey and you start to believe your own you know, whatever it is where you think you're pretty amazing and the reality is, for me, every time I've begun to think that way, it is the beginning of my downfall. So, you know, over the last couple of years as I've started to see more success, like I, I almost can't even like ex- think about it for a second because I know there's so much more that I haven't done. There's so many more entrepreneurs whose lives I need to make a positive impact and, and there's so many amazing you know, members on our team here at Seven Figures that I need to do a better job of, of teaching and, and mentoring and you know, giving them the opportunities to succeed and create and get out of their way. And that, my friends, is, is a key for me because if I start to believe that I've actually arrived and actually you know, accomplish something, then I'm in trouble. So I have to be constantly looking at the next target and focusing and getting better every day. Because if you're not, if your growth starts to flatline, both personally in business, if your sales are flatlining and you're not growing, oh my word, nothing is more frustrating. Nothing makes me get more depressed than not making that progress. And so that, that's why you can't focus too much. Now, I'm not saying once in a while you can't pat yourself on the back and say, hell yeah, great job. You know, we we just uh, broke, uh, you know, $10,000 for the month. We just broke $100,000 for the month in sales. Or, you know, we we have had a million dollar year with our business. We're in the top 7% of businesses in the the country that now make over a million dollars a year. We've we've provided, you know, these jobs. You, you, You can have a very short term congratulations, well done, and now it's next. Next target, next goal, next project, next new department in your business, next campaign, next challenge, next you know value that you can give, that you can provide to your, your clients, to your strategic partners, to your team. And when you can focus on that next thing and really move, move on quickly, boy, that's what you want to do. And you'll see this in really successful people, right? You'll see this in a Tom Brady. I mean, just amazing. He's going to be 44 years old here. He's now a seven-time Super Bowl champion, and he's won a lot of those championships in just the last five, six years, and he's never satisfied. He His celebrations are short-lived. I think he gave himself a, a day to 
to you know enjoy some uh, drinks with friends and, and throw the uh, the Lombardi Trophy around off of a, a really nice uh, yacht uh, over there in Tampa Bay. And then the next day he was on the field throwing, working on his pliability and getting ready for the next season because he's already focused on, hey, you know what, I haven't actually had uh, a Super Bowl repeat uh, win championship, you know, since 2004. I'm sure he's focused on that. And that's what the greats do, the Kobe Bryants, the Michael Jordans, the Tom Brady's, the, the Tiger Woods. They're always focused on what's next because if you stop and you think that you've arrived and you think that you're pretty neat shit, that's usually the beginning of the end and the downfall. And so it's so difficult to do and yet so vital to be focusing on that next thing. And if you don't, then that, that's why we see so many professional athletes who make a lot of money don't reach up to mentors, don't make good decisions, don't continue to make money after their professional career at their next chapter, and they lose it all because they lose that momentum. They believe that they've arrived. And even if they've made $120 million, which Antoine Walker, uh, former NBA player, made a lot of money, did, you can lose it all so quickly. And it's very true in entrepreneurship. If you're not getting better every day, week, uh, month, year, you're actually getting worse and you will decline. And there's nothing worse than having been to the top of the mountain and tasted you know, the, the victory, the winning, and then to begin losing all because you took your eye off the ball and, and you rest on your laurels, as Grant Cardone says. So I don't ever want to do that. I've done that enough in my life. I'm not doing it anymore. If you're guilty of it, look in the mirror, identify it, and you know, make the commitment that you're not going to let that happen, that you're going to get to work. And I think a lot of it stems from how you attack your mornings. And uh, Hal Elrod has uh, coined this phrase, the miracle morning. And uh, it's this amazing, he's got six or seven different tactics that are keys to success to dominating in your mornings. And I think that's a big, big key. If you continue to have this great successful morning routine and you're reaching higher, you're making improvements in all areas of your life and you're assessing once a week or daily where you're at and if you're getting closer to making progress, those are all keys to avoiding that self-sabotage. So that, my friends, is today's message. Hope you enjoy it. More importantly, hope you implement it. If you're getting value out of this podcast, then give us a five-star. Share it with friends. If you're in the process of growing a business or starting a business, you know, keep coming back. Ask us questions. Email info at sevenfigures.com. We'd love to hear from you. Love to answer any questions that you've got. We've got uh, some new things on the horizon um, with a video series with YouTube and other social media channels we're going to be launching. So look for that. And if you're interested in the Funding CEO Challenge, just go to you know, fundingceochallenge.com and uh, you can go ahead and register. It's just $27 if you want to get a glimpse of a recession-proof business. Well, that, my friends, is it. Have an amazing day and we'll see you next time on the podcast. Are you looking for more seven-figure secrets, content, or even how you can launch your own recession-proof business? Then check out sevenfigures.com. That's the digit seven, F-I-G-U-R-E-S.com, where we share more videos, stories, strategies, funding solutions, entrepreneurial education, and even the secret business type that's recession-proof. Thank you for listening, and if you're finding value in our podcast, please give us a five-star and invite others to join the club.